0: Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358
1: introducing mortgage matters this is a great time to go buy a house this is when the real estate fortunes are made state fortunes are made a show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape it's very clear our economy is still in trouble now your host the mortgage experts from central coast lending starts are doing everything possible to get the COVID 19 under control so that we can reopen our businesses safely resume our lives put this pandemic behind us broadcasting from the kvec news talk 920 and F. FM 96.5 studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? Talking it's about. time for Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Matters.
2: Matters. All righty. Hi. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Mike Points.
3: Happy May 1st.
2: Hey, I made it through Q1. Mayday.
3: Well, Q1 is really, you know, a, couple, it was a month ago
2: oh that's true
3: <laughs> you're thinking you're cutting into third no. third one first third maybe through the first third yeah i on first base
2: no that's true it is I guess maybe I was thinking Q1 because I was reading about Q1 GDP that came out
3: today. oh you have three kids and run a business you thought it was
2: March so. and you want to know what happened to me do <laughs> you want to know the truth of what happened to me I've not been having a good time sleeping for the last like two weeks oh no if I
3: don't sleep well for two days it's like dude don't talk to that guy
2: Listen, I s- I bought a sleep number bed. Okay. Um, I don't know. Let's call it a hundred days ago because they Right when Biden took office. <laughs> they guarantee you a hundred <laughs> nights of sleep or you can like return the thing or you can upgrade the thing or you can whatever, right? So okay. I know I'm over that. So let's call it a hundred and one days ago. Um I actually really like the bed. Um have been sleeping very good on it. Uh, the other night I wake up. So this is just over. Oh, this probably, is the high tech one, right? Like if you have Gerd, you just like sit yourself up. You can do all that. I don't have any of those needs. So <laughs> mine's the regular old today. You just pick a sleep <laughs> number, right? So it adjusts the firmness, whatever. My wife and I arrived at this because she likes a soft bed. I like a hard bed. Yeah. So I'm with you on that one. Not yeah, in the my, bed
3: with you, but. With you
2: copy that, yeah. If, if a bed is too soft, then my lower back hurts. I know, yeah. I know I'm not alone in that. Um, at any rate, we got a sleep number bed, was sleeping very good, and then like two weeks ago, um, I wake up in the middle of the night, and just like I mean, most people have camped and and evolved to camping on like an air mattress, right? Somewhere in their life or slept at your grandma's house and she threw an air mattress on the floor or something and you wake up and it's flat and your butt's on the floor and you're
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. One
2: o'clock in the morning and you're just angry and there's no real way to remedy this. Um, Yeah.
3: And the material somehow makes you sweat, but you have no idea
2: how. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's not part of this. (laughs) Okay. But, anyway, I, like, wake up and the thing's flat. So, huh that's odd. So, you know, push some buttons, whatever, air it back up. It's never happened before. Um, bottom line is this cycle repeats over and over and over again. So, I call sleep number the next day and say, hey, I'm not having an enjoyable time on my bed. Here's why. Um, two hours on the phone of troubleshooting, they determine that I have a bad pump. So, They're going to send me a new pump, which is fantastic, except for... How long is it going to take me to receive said pump and sleep well again? Right, because I'm going to uh, sleep tonight. Yeah, that's an imperative thing for me. Got to do that. I'm um, contemplating, and I don't have, it's not like I kept my old mattress or something, so I don't, I don't have it. <laughs> right.
3: Uh, I'll just pull it out of the attic. I and- don't want to go to the
2: couch. My wife's side of the bed's still performing fine, but. Yes. So anyway, I'm considering going to sleep But it's in soft. My, I'll go sleep in my trailer. I don't know. It's terrible. You can't sleep on it like this, right? Yeah. So anyway. Miraculous as it is, it's like a Thursday. They say they'll get it to me soon. I actually got it on Monday. So I install it, put the whole thing in. This is Monday, like a couple last days week ago Monday. Okay. Yeah. No improvement. So No, it's not the pump. No, there's like a hole in the bladder or something. So More troubleshooting, um, this, that, and the other, whatever. So now they're sending me new innards, and I'll attempt to replace the innards of this bed. But so bottom line is, I'm like, I haven't slept good in a long time, and I'm getting grumpy about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sleep is such a critical thing. It is critical. Um, My wife and I developed a term for that sleeping on an air mattress thing. We call that raft naps. (laughs) Where you, because it's like a series of 15 to 30 minute naps all through the night. I don't think anybody sleeps good on an air mattress, disjointed sleep. But now I'm having that like in my house, and I legitimately think that tonight I'm going to go sleep in my trailer. So I would. (laughs) <laughs> might as yeah, well Yeah
3: You're gonna conk out Out yeah. there too
2: So anyway um, If I start referencing Things like being In the wrong month It could be a result Of being a Well we were warming up Before
3: we started the show I had no idea You were in a bad mood You're doing a, great, a great job mood. Hiding it
2: No I'm in a great mood I mean life couldn't be better Yeah Other than having a, a Bad function It's kind of a mode. First world problem And I guess Since people might Might be thinking That uh, <laughs> I don't want a bad mouth Sleep number they actually have been very nice. Sounds like they
3: send you the innards and the pump.
2: They they're willing to do whatever it takes to remedy it. I'll they're not you sending that. you a new one. Um, that I have a might feeling. Get to that. No, they will. If this doesn't work, they will. But the problem is, at this point, this is like the last thing we're replacing. So it can't really be anything else, right? So, anyways, the company itself's been fine. Other than this issue, I love the bed, um, and. I just wish that I wasn't having this issue. It makes me think of that, um, you know, that that comedian, Mitch Hedberg. You ever listen to that guy? He I says don't have them all by name. He really likes um, things that when they break, they just are still useful but not a problem. You know, like an escalator, for example. When you know his bit is like when the escalator is broken, it's like. The sign, they put a sign on it that says escalator broken. Sorry for the inconvenience. Wow. And it's like um, escalator, you know, it's now stairs. Sorry for the convenience. <laughs> but at least you can still use it. Correct. I think I found the problem with the sleep number bed is that if you have an air loss in the thing that you can't fix, it's, it's difficult to sleep on it. Yeah, right, right, right. Anyway, enough about
3: that. How right, are the you? air mattress on the floor, you could turn into a raft like you said. Yeah. I'm good. I, you know, just like you, I, I have to take a step back and sometimes I'm in the middle of my day and I'm like, Oh man, I'm just going through this challenges. But you know, on the way here I was, I had to make a business stop and in driving here, I saw a gentleman that looked like he was pretty much living out of his trailer on the side of the road and that trailer was getting towed away. Oh, and that's one of those th- times in life where you're like, wow, I really need to take a step back and realize that I got some pretty good things going for me. And it's great to see that, you know, many of the people in our company, many of the people in this industry weren't affected by this pandemic last year. And, um, and a lot of tr- truthfully, a lot of the people I know have kind of pulled themselves up by the bootstraps and are not doing that terrible. But I do know that people listening to this show or I've dealt with people on unemployment, you know, they could be having a rough time. I have to take a step back and say my life is pretty dang good in yeah. the sense that healthy. Right. Yeah. You got to get back to like the core stuff when you, when you're a sales guy, you're thinking about like production and these other things. And I, I really am happy with where I'm at in life. I got to see my family that I love. My Erica's side of the family is just so great. My, my side of the family is great too. Don't get me wrong, but they're like the classic Midwestern family, you know, like every day is like, we all want to be together and let's play card games so and drop. Out, yeah. Right? And that's fun. Yeah. So that was a great visit. We went to Virginia, which I realized, you know, I'm more of a history fan than I thought I was when we started going to some of these old revolutionary war sites. I was like, that's what Oh,
2: West Coast, East Coast will do that to you.
3: Yeah. There's, like, real history. They're not like, what a museum. They're just like, this is a field where George Washington was able to make England surrender. Right. You're like, whoa.
2: Yeah. That's I've, heavy. I've taken several trips to the East Coast and, like, going to – DC or Boston, like walking Paul Revere's trail or going into his house or, you know, going on a tour on the USS Constitution, all these kind of things are um, really, I think, honestly, very humbling. And it brings a lot of history into context where, um, you know, we're here on the here on the West Coast, you know, so the missions are some of the oldest buildings we have. We don't see buildings that are right. Hundreds and hundreds of years old. Correct. No.
3: Yeah, there was a Segway tour that I almost did, but just didn't have the time. And you kind of go through Old Yorktown, where it's like five hundred, four hundred year old buildings. You know, yeah,
2: fun. Well, That's good.
3: That was good. And it's just nice to get away too. Yeah. Because how
2: did how did you handle work while you were gone?
3: Um, define handle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of easy now um, with all the technology, huh? And um, with COVID, I mean, it's people been working from home and figuring out how to. So My, very different working remotely than working from home
3: my response is it's a blessing and a curse you know yeah this job is it's a great business to run because you're constantly can engage with your clients via text or email but you also constantly cannot get away from them right and I think that they're they're most of my clients are very cool about oh great you're in Virginia call me when you get back but you also know that when I get back I'm gonna have like 80 other things to do, do so I just want to do this right now right, right. And so I was getting up early every day, which was fine. You know, one of the things... I didn't sleep in and have like a vacation.
2: I went to Big Sur a few weeks ago just for a couple days. And I don't have good cell reception in Big Sur. I'm sure most people don't. And um, I was kind of bumming on um, not knowing how to do, and maybe it's possible, but I think not, um, an auto reply for texts, especially when you're out of office. Yes, like out so of you'd, reception
3: you'd click on your do not disturb button and then you actually write the message right there
2: and that'll still fire even if you're out of service. Didn't that's that a great mode? question I, I think, guess I should not think it. I
3: think you have to receive a text to send the text
2: but I should yeah so like you know how big Sur is like you pull out of the canyon back up to the hilltop and then all of a sudden your phone fills up with all of what you missed mm-hmm. and there was like you know those emergency they got cured <laughs> yeah well but, my voicemail also... said call these people and my email said I'm gone call these people and, and but my text didn't say anything and what I'm finding is that more and more people now are liking to rely on text only as a means of communicating which I think is challenging for business the other thing that I don't love about it um, I mean obviously those of us that are in the service industry we're we're good at multitasking and handling um, large to-do lists and one of my favorite things about email and voicemails is that they're there till you deal with them correct on the text. And this happens every now and again, where someone texts you, you know, late on a Saturday or something. Right. And then you read it, but you're unable to respond. And now the little red, uh, one with the you know the bubble one or i don't know what it the is notification Android. or I assume whatever it's the same yeah. or similar um, but now that little thing's gone and then um, now you're at risk of those things kind of what i call falling below the horizon you know is that you go back like i i manage a lot of my day by i try really hard to respond to email and voicemail within the hour and some days that keeps me in my you know even if it's just hey I got your message and I'm, I'm tapping out for the day but I'll get with yeah. you tomorrow um, and sometimes on text those that that notification missing might make me miss that and I don't love that too but I guess this is the world we're living in um,
3: it is it is changing you know and and even more so I'm seeing video a lot of video um, coming back as a, of a clear way of communication. Yeah. Like I'm sending you a full video and you can watch it as many times as you want. Yeah. That's fun. And uh, how are we doing on a break? Oh, we're good. Okay, good. We have more time. Good. You know, this is, we started the show talking about your bed, which I think is very, (laughs) which is very important. But I think that, um, you know, where we're looking now is we're, we're in a place in 2021 where I feel like the general consensus is that, hey, we're starting to really get a handle on this virus. We're getting to orange now in our county, which is essentially like one step away from being back to normal. There's word on the street that June 15th is when we're going to be like going wherever we want anymore. still going to need masks, but going everywhere.
2: Yeah, I saw today that the United States airlines um, have extended that we'll be wearing masks for travel through at least September 13th, I think they picked. So that's a while longer, but yeah. Uh, June, uh, June brings something special as we're told that we're going to learn something new in June.
3: We're all kind of coming out of this cave again, you know, or, yeah. And so that is also playing into what you and I do every day, which is look at, you know, the mortgage market and rates and the way people are having more confidence in buying. And I think it's, it's starting to bring out some more questions with like, Hey, are rates going to ever go up at all? Are, uh, our prices going to continue to grow at this 10% clip per year. And, um, I like, I like to just bring up quickly the article I read about, um, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, but I don't want to do it right before the commercial break. Cause I know I'm notorious for doing that. And then you cut me off because you have to, because it's your show and you need to keep on track. <laughs>
2: we have a schedule to keep Mike.
3: Yeah. But um, I want to bring that up in the show. The the programs that are going to be out there for, for individuals and mainly for refinances. A lot of people got a refinance last year. Rates were ridiculously low, mm-hmm. but I'm still finding right now. It seems to be the theme that people that just didn't have their act together last year, or didn't have their credit right, or do have some issues with the property are Populating into my pipeline quickly, and I'm doing more of these counter offers before we send out disclosures than I ever have. We're like, "Hey, we can't really do the loan for you unless you do this that, or the other," and it's not always palatable for people because either their FICO score is low, I had a, or I, their debt to income ratio is really
2: high. Yeah, I I've I've seen some of those things before. Whenever whenever the market changes a little bit, I think you run through a little bit. It's almost. This may not be the best thing to to relate it to, but we kind of call it scraping the bottom of the barrel. You know, it's like the people that have some issue or something that needs work are the ones that are kind of left to deal with once you've been through mm-hmm. kind of the big boom time. But that's okay. You know, there's a lot of working that out. I had an interesting, <laughs> yeah. I had an interesting situation this week where um, I was approached by a married couple that wanted to buy a second home here in Slow. They're from the Bay Area living in a four point something million dollar house. Menlo Park or something. Yeah. And have, uh, you know, combined income of excess of $40,000, $50,000 a month kind of people. And uh, right. Where you're
3: like, so you need me because.
2: Kind of wonder that. (laughs) But this guy, this guy, he emailed me and said, hey, I need a pre approval letter. And so I said, great, I'm. you know, if you want to have a phone call, we can chat through it. And if not, um, you know, you can just fill out an application on our website and then I'll get it. And um, here's how it works. We'll keep working out the process here. And he writes me back and says, how long is this going to take? And I said, well, you know, truthfully on my end, it's only about an hour's worth of work. But you're going to have to do the application, which is you know, maybe 15 minutes, and then I'm going to give you a list of documentation that you'll need to provide me. And that's where it varies a lot from one person to the next, right? Do you already have your W-2 in a PDF format? Um, do you, you have already- three LLCs or something? Yeah, or or do you not have any digital records whatsoever? Very complicated you know, taxes situation, and you have, mm-hmm. um you're going to need to not only round all this stuff up, but then you're going to need to like go down to Kinkos and have them scan it for you because you don't have that ability. Kinko's. Does
3: Kinkos exist?
2: uh they got what they got bought by <laughs> that was an FedEx old or something. Yeah,
3: that was good.
2: At any rate, um you know, so I tell them, you know, well, on my side, it's going to go pretty quick, but you're going to have a few steps to walk out, and it varies a lot, you know, sure. depending on your situation. Okay. I'll fill out the application. So he fills out the application. I thought, this is surprisingly simple. I need W-2s, pay stubs, bank statements, ID, and then just mortgage statement and insurance on the current home because he's buying a second home here. I thought that's pretty straightforward. I mean, we're talking less than 10 pages worth of-
3: Probably 10, 12 minutes. Yeah. If you got all that stuff. If you have
2: it, right? Yeah. So what I got back was like three things I asked for and like four more that I didn't. Um, That were of no use to me. And then, so I sent a clarifying email. I said, hey, thanks a lot for these items. Here's the updated list. Smaller. I think you were trying to substitute last year's W-2 for a tax return, but that's not a substitute because it doesn't contain, you know, the data that I need. And so, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, you're going to have to find that W-2. And so, anyway... I run into this like kind of snarky and unwilling attitude of, well, this is just too hard for a pre-approval. I don't know what your problem is. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, Pre-approval is like an approval that's happening ahead of time so that we can put the seller and everyone in the transaction at ease. And I can't really be issuing that. Well, I don't know. He tells me, well, I don't know what the big deal is. This is just a letter that you need to write. And I said, you know, I... I appreciate what you're saying. However, on the other end of this transaction, there's like a seller maybe with a family and some, a bunch of professionals that are trying to help them and they're relying on Mm -hmm. us and our process of, you know, using our own, Mm -hmm. you know, ethics and standards to, to properly vet you to make sure that you are in fact pre-approved. And I realize you're a high earner and that these situations and should be easy, right? Oh and and then I was promptly told I'm not jumping through those hoops to just get pre-approved. I didn't realize it was so difficult. So like, Oosh. Okay. Sorry. So move on. <laughs> mm. So yeah, anyhow, we're some of these some of these pre-approvals have been challenging for reasons like that. People- well, that's
3: the other end of the spectrum. So that's that's kind of like, you know, for lack of better words, the entitled borrower, right? But The problem here, and this is coming up more and more, is that the technology of the industry now and the way that it is marketed is like, you just have to go on an app and fill out a couple things and you're ready to rock.
2: Yeah, people are, it's sort of. That's not
3: a pre-approval. That's right. like, a hey, we're going to
2: pacify you so that you can go get yourself that's enough trouble. To, that's what we used to call being pre-qualified. Was like, if I had a conversation with you and you said, oh yeah, no, I work for the county. I make a hundred grand a year. I have a hundred thousand dollars in my yeah. checking account. And so I say, well, that sounds good. What are you trying to do? And oh, I'm going to buy this $500,000 house. And so we go, okay, we punch it in. We run your credit. We see there's a sufficient credit score without a lot of debt. And based on what you've said, you're that you sound qualified. We call that pre-qualified. Um, we don't have like that's not a thing anymore. We just skip that stuff. Nobody wants pre-qualified anymore. What they want is a borrower that's like fully vetted and fully approved. Where the only variable now is. Pending the property itself. Yep. The title report to the property, the appraisal to the property, the Maybe contract HOA to the property. Yeah. yeah, Anything related to the actual property itself, what we call the collateral piece. Correct. The character of the borrower is already all fully vetted. So anyway... Um, Yes. And I'm training and I'm training a new employee
3: now, an assistant that's helping me and she's just fresh to the industry. Right. So she doesn't even oh know what a 10 Oh three
2: is. No bad habits yet.
3: Yeah. So I'm taking her through this path of these, I call it the matrix. It's, you know, what needs to happen for a pre-approval to happen? There's four blocks. Sure. The top one, most important is income. And I won't bore you the death, all the details, but income assets, credit and collateral. And if you get those three boxes all checked off and you're ready to do a pre-approval, but the only way to get there is go through a path. Yeah. And if you can get like one or two, usually like you, I don't have to pull your credit because you seem legit and you've got like no balances. And I'm just going to assume that you think you have a seven hundred and sixty, So we'll go with that. Sure. This is you pre-approved. But now if I have to write this letter for you, ma'am, I'm going to have to pull that credit because you're going to sure enough, forget that that bankruptcy happened in 2016, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and that's just, here's the thing though. How many times have you been in a transaction, Jason,
2: where you can't fund the loan? Mike, I don't get surprised. That's exactly right. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I I, you that that hot in the feeling face of oh my god, we have this can't close. We have failure now, and 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 no matter who it is in the transaction, that everybody is so disappointed. I mean, you as a L.O. are disappointed, but the buyer's disappointed, the seller's disappointed. Yeah. There are real estate agents that have worked so heavy to prepare a property and get it to market, and then there, are eight, there was multiple offers, and people slugged out the details, and your client won, and now you're in escrow, and you can't perform because of something related to your job or you know you didn't do the best job um, I'm sorry it doesn't cut it for that yeah i don't i don't have that i don't do that i, I don't i know you don't too i don't get that well surprised. you trained me from the beginning yeah that that's quite possibly one of the worst things in the world to happen in a transaction short of like a borrower and I've had this happen a borrower passing away during an escrow or, or getting laid off like the day before funding that's unfortunate those kind of things happen those are out of my control right I will know about your your bankruptcies I will know about the raise you just got I will know that you worked for your brother um, all of these things these we will, we'll uncover all of this stuff we because will discuss I will not be
3: surprised. <laughs> when the appraisal comes back lower than what the price is, contracted.
2: oh yeah. All right. We're going to go ahead and do a first commercial break here. Funny you bring up appraisals. I wanted to talk a little bit about that, too, because I have I have a transaction I've been talking about on the show for a few weeks, and I want to tell the story oh, about good. that. Yeah, that's right. A little right. update to it. So anyways, let's go ahead and do a first commercial break here, and we'll be back in just a minute with more Mortgage Matters.
1: It's time to pay some bills. Mortgage Matters will be back in just a few seconds. Stay tuned. More from the mortgage experts from Central
4: Coast Lending in just seconds. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast. The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know You're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805 772 6786 or visit AMSUNSolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805 772 6786.
2: Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just
5: call 543 We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending.
0: Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number three two eight three five.
2: This Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today.
5: Just call five four three long. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central
0: Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number three two eight three five eight.
6: In these times of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley & Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust, Blakesley & Blakesley. For the service you deserve and the advice you trust, come to Blakesley & Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles.
2: Member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get free approved.
5: Just call five four three loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending.
0: Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number three two eight three five eight.
1: You're listening to Mortgage Matters on kvec news talk 920 and fm 96.5 with your host the mortgage experts from central coast lending now back to the show
4: the hot sun chills me to the
2: bone when I can't alrighty welcome back (coughs) Mike you mentioned earlier that we were um, hopefully getting to the tail end of this COVID thing or at least it was feeling like it and
3: think of the senses yeah
2: yeah. I was looking at the covid19.ca.gov they got a um, there's a page you can look at for um shows the kind of the overview of the vaccine administration it's kind of neat to look at just to kind of get an idea but you got you can go by county or whole statewide um, statewide we have 12.45 million people that are fully vaccinated which accounts for about 39.1 percent of the total population and then there's another 6.3 million people that are partially vaccinated which is that's 90, me. 19.8. So you're looking at, you know, almost 60% of the people uh, have already received vaccines. And um, in the county, that's, that's the state. That's, that's a state. In the state. Sorry, that would make more sense. Yeah. On the, on the county number. Um, let's see how many people are in San Luis Obispo County.
3: I think there's 45,000 in Slope proper. So maybe like 200,000
2: yeah um what does it says doses administered by county of residents when you switch it to San Luis Obispo it says two hundred thousand two hundred seventeen thousand eight hundred and forty five doses have been administered so we're we're clipping along at a pretty healthy rate here in slow county too um and it feels like that's gonna be the um
3: close. 284,000 is the slow population as of 2018
2: census. Yeah. So you've got. Uh, so you're
3: saying there's been 200.
2: Doses administered. Okay, doses. Yeah. So, and it looks like. Um, well, anyway, we don't need to talk too much about graphs. They're boring for radio. Not but, great for radio. But exciting to see those numbers changing and, um, you know. Here's to all of the optimism and um, just faith in the scientists that produce these things that they're um, healthy and effective vaccines that uh, get us out of this COVID business, man. It's
3: just, yeah, I mean, I brought it up purely because I think that the the way that it affects our day-to-day and what we do is it's pretty directly affecting, you know, the housing market.
2: Yeah, without a doubt. Time, yeah. And you're, um, you were talking about the uh, I think anyway, you're foreshadowing into this um announcement that came out this week from Fannie and Freddie that um, the FHFA, which is the Federal Housing Finance Agency which oversees Fannie and Freddie, have announced a new refinance option for low income people um, to be able to refinance. Um, And basically, you know, from this is pretty new information. So I suppose we're going to have a little bit of time to digest it and everything. But it's it's, taking place in June, too. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like, um, you know, the bottom line is that they believe that there's a lot of uh, lower income people that are getting passed up in an opportunity to refi. Um, You know, what's interesting, though, is I mean, first of all, as a mortgage originator and somebody that, you know, I'm I'm in the I'm in the real estate finance game, so anytime there's a program that expands qualification for who can get a loan and save some money on a refi, I'm generally all for it. <laughs> well, it's the wider net, right? Yeah. But the question is like, is this a good product for the borrower? Well, and what's interesting is that there's a waiver of the 50 basis point upfront adverse market refinance fee. Yep. So that we talk, we've we talked about that quite a few times where um, that fee was put on during COVID because of potential losses stemming from, you know, COVID related losses into the, the GSEs. eviction The eviction
3: moratorium. Moratorium. Thank you.
2: Yeah. And and the foreclosure uh, moratorium. Um, But bottom line is there, that fee is expected right now. Well, it's not expected. It's going to remain in place at least until December 31st of this year. And, um, you know, I think that's, if I remember correctly, that's only because that's really the first opportunity for the um, reconciliation of the data um, that I think they wanted to collect through October Um, which would be a whole year of the fee to see what the losses are, what the, you know, create some type of risk pool. Yeah. And try to identify whether this is, um, a a fee that needs to continue to be collected or if we could get rid of it. But so, or tapering as such. Yeah. Yeah. Lower it maybe or increase it. I mean, if the losses are great, you know, but so bottom line is they're, um, that fee is going to be waived. So at a minimum, you're getting a half a point off um, and not in rate that's in fee, which basically means, yeah, probably an eighth eighth in rate, eighth in in, um, interest rate for the average refi. Um, You got to be able to um, basically in order to be eligible for this program, you have to be able to document that you make um, 80% or less than the area median income. Right. Um. And and if that's like
3: the home ready program, that doesn't have to mean that everyone in the house has to be on the loan. That's right. So there's some strategy there that we can walk you through. But
2: you're right. I mean, there's gonna be there's gonna be a box. It's for a one unit single family mortgage that's owner occupied. Right. You can't have missed a mortgage payment in the preceding six months, or that's missed. gonna be a tough one. Yeah, for people that are struggling, this that class. be hard. Um. And. The other thing, interestingly enough, they capped the refinance loan amount at 300000 That's pretty low. There's a lot of people around here that are going to be at 80% of the area median income and have a loan amount over $300,000. Um, but I guess the bottom line there is that you're just not going to get that. That um, adverse market fee waived. You would just be getting a standard refi. So, well, let's just pull some of these variables out really quick and work backwards. If
3: you're getting eighty percent of the median income, your maximum housing payment's going to be like seven hundred So, if you got a loan amount that's increased or in excess of three hundred thousand, we're already playing with fire to begin with.
2: Yeah, you're getting close. The
3: DTI goes up on this, which you know, for some people, they don't know what that means debt to income ratio, and it goes to sixty five percent. Yeah. Which gives you a lot more leeway, in fact, more than FHA does. But again, I mean, you're you hit the nail on the head in this area. People are already ripping this thing up and throwing it in the trash. Like, yeah, my loan's four hundred and twenty. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's in a condo. So,
2: thanks. I was, I was going to see if I, on the fly I could look up what the median income is. I for- think it's eighty-four. Um. I go off of the old
3: HUD. Uh, the uh, what you got?
2: No way. A one-person household looks like it's seventy-four or fifty-eight two fifty and up to a three-person household is seventy-four nine. So you'd have to be making eighty percent of that number. Okay. Well, I'm glad we're bringing this up on the show. Cause we'll bring it up. It's, it's more- going to get
3: marketed, and I want people to be like, "Oh, okay, that's not me."
2: Yeah. Or, well, it, or is it is me, and yeah. I'm happy that the help's arrived. Yeah, and by the way, um, like you said, this isn't going to roll out for a couple more months here, but um, they're expecting that about 2 million low-income households um, will be able to take a, um, a benefit here and refi in this program. So, um, you know. I just
3: want to forecast really quick. I think there's going to be more programs like this coming out as we dig out of the hole for some of those people that had to forbear for quite some time. Sure. Know? I mean, the refinance boom is over. It's over. In feels my opinion. Like it feels all but there's a lot of people that could use a 200 or $300 savings. Yeah, sure. We got to figure out how to do that now. Are they going to have to sell their house? That's a whole nother topic for another show.
2: Right? So anyways, we'll keep you guys up to date on that as it unfolds. Um, there's a few pieces of housing data this week too. That Don't forget are- about the appraisal story. Oh, right, right. Let's do that. Well, this is going to tie into this too. So it's kind of a decent segue. I told this story about this couple that um, purchased a home that was listed for $799. And they won the bidding war of what I've since learned was over 40 offers. That's crazy. Some of which were all cash. The winning sales price was $960,000. Um which is an insane amount. I mean that's twenty percent over asking. That's more, yeah. And um the appraisal came in this week and it came in at value at nine sixty. Um as and I looked at the appraisal, it was a good appraisal, and so the only thing I can say here is that there are enough transactions, at least in that neighborhood, that are selling like this and setting a market for it. This is this is what's is going on. Is it
3: very possible that this thing should have listed for like 840? I do think that there's a strategy. Dan mentioned this too on
2: the radio last week or the week before that, that it there could be a strategy at play here where they knew that if they marketed it lower than what it, the bidding war would ensue. Um, and, you know, even when you're going to overbid, most buyers are still relying heavily on their real estate agent to help them see – what's an overbid, you know, what's a, a reasonable overbid and what's an excessive and just ridiculous overbid so you can have an idea of what the range would be. Yeah, And I do think there's a little bit of a game being played where properties are listing on the low side knowing that this process is going to drive it really far and fast. Mm-hmm. Um So, it's like fishing with power. Anyway, I I personally, the buyers that are buying the home are putting 20% down. And I personally was expecting, I'd already had conversations with them about what was going to happen when the appraisal came in low. Um, We were bumping into the maximum conforming loan limit. We were talking if it came in low, they would either need to increase their down payment or add mortgage insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and ultimately, we all just, you know, was everybody knew what the potentials were and what those ramifications were even though maybe not exactly we knew um, what would happen um, and what we needed to talk about if that happened and then um, so there we were all postured up and ready for the appraisal to not support such rapid appreciation (laughs) and shocked to find out that lo and behold it did so yeah that runs us nicely into the um, did you have single digit adjustments Oh, yeah. It's really? a beautiful appraisal. Yeah. Um, yeah, so here we go. The Case and Shiller Home Price Index came out this week showing that, and, of course, Case and Shiller has a two-month lag. So right now we're getting data just from the month of February. Mm-hmm. Um, a 12% annual gain. Yeah. Um, Year pretty, year, yeah. pretty wild on the year over year. That, yeah, that existing home sales report that we reported on last week showed a 17.1% year over year home price appreciation. So, uh, anyway, the, this case in Schiller um, is really showing that we've got. We've got a hot, hot housing market uh, fueled by a true lack of um, inventory just driving it. Phoenix reported the highest year-over-year gain. Um, I didn't realize this. I mean, I know we share this data so regularly on the show. Um, maybe I just... It's usually coming from Dan. Maybe I've just slept on it. 21 months of consecutive um, top-of-the-chart gains in Phoenix. Um Followed really by um, they were seventeen point four by the way year over year San Diego and Seattle um, respectively seventeen and fifteen point four percent increases on the year over year nationally we saw nineteen out of twenty cities report um, higher price increases um, in February than in January so yeah I closed one in San Diego last week
3: much like yours where we started at seven forty and it went in it went into escrow at eight ninety. And the, and the appraisal came back at 740.
2: Of course. But
3: I told them, the one thing I had working for me, and you'll probably stop me once I say this, is that they <laughs> had money coming from a pending sale, and it was a VA loan. Okay. So my LTV didn't really matter that much, and I walked them through that. But I did had to. I did have to get a letter signed by them saying you are aware. You know you're your overpaying a hundred. I had to write this letter for them, and it was so weird. Like yeah. and they e signed that thing in a second because they just need to get. They want to live in San Diego yeah. near all their family.
2: It's just crazy. Um, yeah. Anyways, that the, that report's got a, a bit more data in it, and of course, it ties in a little bit to COVID. It says um, a. You know, basically that the data shows um, that COVID has encouraged buyers to move from urban apartments to suburban homes. People are trying to flee those dense um, renting environments and taking advantage of the buying opportunity. And really what we've seen is... People that had protected income during COVID, you kind of mentioned this at the beginning of the show, Mike, but people that had protected income during COVID saved their money on not vacationing, not eating out, um, not doing the things where most of your discretionary income goes. And so what we're seeing now in these home buyers is that they're sitting on good income, um, have good assets and are now in favorable positions to be buying homes. And that's, what's pushing this market with rates that are closest or close. Yep. So there you go. It's a, it's a pretty good recipe. Um, But if you're the discouraged buyer, give me one minute to say this,
3: Jason, if you're the discouraged buyer and maybe you've gone through a couple of offers and you've been one of those 40 offers and you're like, Oh, again, I got emotionally attached to this house and we got nothing. I think you need to just, be calm because more inventory is coming and this buzz is, is already dying off. I'm already seeing it die off a bit where buyers are like, forget it. That's crazy. It's not going to be me.
2: I feel like I see some people getting that kind of fatigue yet. I see their seat getting filled by another very interested and and willing and able buyer. Um, I'm I did seeing a lot, lot of the
3: parents and grandparents say hey, you need to get a house now. Yeah, and well, so we'll give you the money
2: more for the down. This week we also saw um, new home sales numbers came out for March. 20.7% um, increase for the month of March over the prior year uh, puts us at a 1.021 million unit pace, which is well above, um, expectations. And also in that report, we learned that they were, um, revised February's figure a little bit higher too. Um, so it's a, it's definitely a standout number of a month over month increase. That's really impressive. But again, this is, uh, underlining and double underlining the fact that, um, there's real strength in the housing market right now. There's strong demand. And again, on the home builder's side, they said um – potential buyers just weren't dining out or spending money on other services. And so they've got money uh, ready to buy that new home because that is what's available for sale is some of the new stuff. Right. Um, And, and that officially put new home sales at the hottest pace it's seen since 2006. That Um, was the projection in the beginning of the year by Redfin and, um,
3: and the, the economist for national association of realtors, uh, Lawrence Yoon or Yun, Yeah. He actually says, "In in this year, we'll see 1.6 million new houses built, and 1.7 next year." Which, that 1 million is a crucial threshold.
2: Yeah, we one need million
3: to. keeps up with population growth, right?
2: It's arguable, but that at a minimum, yeah, we need we need somewhere around there. Um, I mean, it's it's arguable that it's between a million and two million just to keep up, let alone replace what we've been missing. Um, we should have bought futures in lumber. That's a fact. Dan and I talked about that for the last couple of weeks, just how crazy that has been. 327% um, increase. Unreal. In unreal. It makes me think also that the smart money is going to begin investing in... Steel. Steel. Yeah, we're going to move to alternative construction methods where... Starifam. I think probably residential building is going to start to take the face of some of that commercial building, which is trying not to rely so heavily on lumber... As opposed to other less volatile um, building methods. It makes sense too. Expense building methods, I should say. Makes sense. We yeah, hey, lot. we got to do uh, the last commercial break here of the show and then we'll get back and tighten this thing up for the finish. So I'm going to go ahead and take a break here and we'll be back in just a minute. Stick around. It's time to pay some bills. Mortgage Matters will be
1: back in just a few seconds. Stay tuned. More from the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending in just seconds.
4: Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast. The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786
2: Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre approved.
5: Just call 543 Low. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast
0: Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS number 32835.
2: Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today.
5: Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast
0: Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number three two eight three five eight.
6: In these times, times of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley & Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Come to Blakesley & Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles. Member FINRA and
2: SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor,
0: step one is to get pre-approved.
5: Just call five four three Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending.
0: Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358.
1: You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the Mortgage Experts from Central Coast Lending. Now, back to the show. Dancing, dancing, dancing in the streets. Dancing, dancing,
5: dancing in the streets.
2: All right. Welcome back everyone. We're just in the final stretch here. Just a few minutes to go. Um, you know, the other thing there, it's not a lot of information this week, um, about this, but the federal open market committee meeting came out. Uh, the feds had their two day meeting this week, um, revealing the central bank's position or opinion of the economy. Um, they say that the, uh, the economy outlook has strengthened and, signaled that the downside economic risks are diminishing. And so the, they didn't change the interest rate, which is still sitting near zero. They didn't change asset purchases, which are running at about $120 billion a month, um, roughly $6 billion a day. And they basically, the statement said, even though inflation has risen, largely reflecting um, transitionary factors, uh, just kind of the things are in increasing in cost to us but um, they're transitionary factors which means they don't think this is like the the real long-term inflation costs and basically said that um, it's not time to talk about tapering and we'll let everyone know for sure when it is and otherwise it's um, you know just keep on working away at the recovery here which means that we uh, we've got some time and we're Basically, the words were, they were, our recovery is far from complete. And I think most of us know that. So, bottom line is, we're, um, that was what was expected. We were thinking that interest rates are going to be at this level for uh, quite a while from here, um, maybe as much as two years. But that's open to change depending on what happens with the job market, with the housing market, with inflation. And, um, you know. And every time, every time the Federal Reserve
3: increases the rates, we have to remind. Clients, listeners, people that we're working with—that's not directly related to the mortgage market. Many times, they're doing it as a strategy to to be able to combat future issues. Right. So even if we see a rate increase in 2021, it doesn't mean like it's going to be. It's not directly because inflation is a problem. It could just be strategy. Yeah. But here's what I want. I want to make sure people understand. Back in the 90s and in the early 2000s, you could put money in a bank and get three and a quarter percent. <laughs>
2: Those days are gone, Mike.
3: So, you know, wouldn't it be nice to have some of this, these thousands of dollars that you saved up earning some decent return? At the cost of that is going to be that there needs to be inflation.
2: Sounds like it's your down payment now. So doesn't even matter what your savings rate is. You're going to need it all to put down on these ever-increasing house prices. Please save at least ten to $15,000, people. Don't use every dime that you have to get a house. Smart to have savings. Um, I always tell people that- That one of the old um, economic adages I really like is to have at least six months worth of cash savings um, so that you can weather life's challenges. Um, Hey guys, we're, we're at the end here and I just want to remind you that interest rates are very low. Um, for the second week now we're at the sub 3% range for a 30 year fixed. And that means that if you thought you missed the boat last time, you didn't, um, act quick when rates were low as you thought they were going to keep going down or go down forever. Um, You almost missed the boat. You're getting another little look at um, something in the twos here right now. So if you want that help, if you need to refi, give us a call at 805-543-LOAN. Also, you can find us on the web at centralcoastlending.com. We're the mortgage experts. We're here to help you. We want to get you on track to Um, your best financial position possible as relates to your home ownership or your goal of home ownership. So um, Mike, thanks very much for your help today. Um, All the listeners, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, Want you guys to have a fantastic week, stay healthy, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Mortgage Matters.